gentlemen, this is a public information announcement. But please don't panic. A podcast about B-movies with Wellesley and Wilson. Hello, we're back. Welcome to But Please Don't Panic with Wellesley and Wilson. Um, we're, we're, I hope you're well. I hope you've enjoyed the uh, past episode thus far. And uh, we're back. We're back at it. This is our second attempt at this one. <laughs> so we're getting oh my there. God. We're getting there. Our cat's here. Our Bob. We just because she's yeah under the headphones. Go under the headphones, not over the headphones, and then we're not all tangled up like uh, hundred one Dalmatians. You know when they meet. Oh we're yeah. Tangled in the dog lead, but it's a cat. And there's, <laughs> and there's no one else here. The lonely existence of me. Okay, Why did you call your cat Barbara? I didn't. She just came with that name. Oh, it's a good a, name for a cat. Yeah, it is a good name. She'd have a heroic name. Like, I named my parrot's cat, so she's called Nelson. Nelson? Yeah, Nelly. She's so cute. <laughs> Nelly. <laughs> Nelly! She's like a tortoise shell one, though. She's all fluffy. Fluffy monster. But she's like... Lovely. She's Yeah, she's so cute. She's like a proper cat, though. Barbara's a bit like... Meh, like, really clingy. It's just wants us like... When we got back from Devon, she was just like made herself sick from all the purring and I was like okay you're okay but oh wow just like touching me and dribbling everyone I was like okay we can <laughs> some... cats don't normally give a fuck yes, they do. cats are normally they sort of turn up you, they, they get what they want and they bugger off again so to have one that's clingy not She's Barbara she um <laughs> we share a bed oh I sound like a weird cat lady now but like so she has yep. like the half of the bed so <laughs> she sleeps on the pillows next to me so yeah there's no room for anyone else. There's no room for a man. Okay, Barbara. <laughs> Barbara. Okay, this is this is taking an early turn. Yay <laughs> <laughs> for early turns! Uh, <laughs> you never know where they're going to come with this podcast. Um, the response has been great. I've really enjoyed all the messages and everything. So thank you very much to everyone. Uh, please do spread the word if you've enjoyed it. If you don't enjoy it, you just 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 don't listen to it. Um, so it's a secret if you uh, don't enjoy it, I think. Sorry? Keep it a secret if you don't enjoy it. Just yeah. Enjoy it yourself. If you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's my... I don't think that was my mum. I think it was my nan. <laughs> my nan your mum was it. like, say everything awful all the time. Just, just be say it all. spiteful to everyone. Just Fuck them. Slag everybody off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 70s thing. It was a 70s and 80s thing. Um, so, we're going to crack straight on. Now, uh, we did do this already. Um, but uh, what had happened? Oh now I'll we have explain. to. We have to. You, you, you explain. Because it was ridiculous. You threw the biggest curveball, and I didn't even realize. <laughs> you didn't even realize it was a curveball. No. And we recorded it, and you were like, "Can you rate it?" And I was like, "I don't think I can," because I've got this feeling I've missed something. Like I've not understood it. And you were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Let me go and do research." And you were like, "Go and watch Edward," and I was like, "Right, okay." So I went off and did, and I was like, "You did it! Like you've missed the whole thing. It is just, is it like a cut and chop? Hang on, chop and chop. You know when you like bodge bits of cards together, shop. that one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I was almost there. That's just rearranging yeah, the bang word. on. But yeah, I was just like this because the film doesn't make sense, and I was like, I just there's loads of bits, and I was like, nah, you've stitched me up, <laughs> and you didn't even realise it. I didn't even know. That's the thing, because I haven't seen it in years. I remember watching it. Like, I, I watched it. I watched Ed Wood first. I knew of the film, Plan 9 from Outer Space. We should probably tell people what we're talking about. Yeah. 
and I hadn't what I knew of it, and I knew the characters in it, and I knew them separately, like Vampira and Bella Lugosi and people like that. And then when Edward came out, I watched that, and then I'm like, well, I need to watch that film, so I watched the film, and then it made sense to me. But then I haven't seen it in years, and yeah, then you forgot half of it, and I was like, well, forgot half of it, and I was like, yeah, this happened. You were like. Oh shit! And I was like, "Oh, okay." So we basically <laughs> tried to do a podcast about a film that neither of us remembered or knew about, and it was just like I was going to pissing in the wind. No, pissing in the dark, pissing somewhere. Pissing in the wind. It was doing. We were having a, yeah, having a pissing somewhere. Having a piss somewhere. <laughs> pissing in the void. We're pissing all over. A, pissing into the void. But having a piss on a cut and shut. It was. Um, <laughs> I watched yeah. it for this. I watched it because obviously that would be ridiculous not to, but. I'd forgotten all the nuance. I'd forgotten all the nuances. There's no nuances. I forgot <laughs> so much of it, so much of the backstory. So it's good that we had to do it again. Yeah. And here we are. And now you've got notes. Now you understood it a bit more. I, was so, I understand it a bit more. Yeah, because um, it's quite triggering, actually, being autistic, because it happens a lot. Because um, like I'm aware that I've missed something, like in a conversation, or if, like, if I don't get a joke, or if I've... You know when you're like chatting to people and you go, I've something's happening and I'm not quite sure I can't put my finger on it so I knew I missed something I knew something wasn't quite right and I was like but I don't understand it and I was like why why don't I understand mm. it what this what's this film got that I don't get because I'm not I'm not a silly person but yeah I was like this is not a complicated film like why don't I understand it yeah and that on? was it it was you, that's the thing so imagine when this came out in like 19 whenever it was 57 Yes. Imagine what what people would have made of it then. It makes no sense now. <laughs> yeah, but I think from what from what I understand, it's his sort of trademark, isn't it? Yes. And so I think people would have been like, "Oh, it's just another bad film." It's I can't imagine it was sort of. Now, maybe it was just like, oh, God, that's... Because he's, like, n- like known as the worst director ever. And I was like, oh, poor guy. Mm. <laughs> maybe was... it was because... Maybe it's because back then, cinema, especially talking cinema, was still in its infancy. So maybe people just... whether I think whether films were good or bad, people would go to the cinema regardless of what was on. They'd we go and watch it. And then... It didn't matter if it was good or bad. They still go. I don't know if that's you. So maybe it didn't really matter that it didn't make sense. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you froze. Hello. We're back. we both froze. Oh, okay. We don't know who actually froze. Yeah, we're freezing. And the people listening, we don't have have a producer to edit this. And neither of us really... Care to edit it. Can be asked. (laughs) It just is what it is. We're just free and easy. Easy breezy. That's what we are. Yeah. Yeah, it's got the water. It's waltz. Full of anxiety about everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is waltz and all. Uh, it's got yeah. It's got Wellesley trying to hang on to her, her anxiety, and it's got me just chatting utter bollocks. So it's, this is a this is a real it's a real podcast. None of the glitz and glamour that you get with others. I know. Imagine if we had like I could pretend there's people behind the like laptop and be like oh yeah and sort of chiming in every now and again and asking them to do things but I just that's mm. a sign of mental illness isn't it talking to people that aren't yes <laughs> trying to avoid that but I think I think this with Riverside what we're recording on I think the, the the voice I think it continues to recall so you can keep talking even if the picture freezes 
Oh, because I was like just waiting. We'll no. Look. We'll have a look when I pretend I'm doing <laughs> work on it. This is so much fun for the listeners. A little behind the curtain look. Yeah, they can. They can know it all. <laughs> Got no secrets here. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. It's better not to have any secrets. So but I think what I was saying is, if the, I don't know if the recording has cut out or not, but I was saying I think because cinema was in its infancy, people would go and watch stuff regardless of whether it was good or not, just whatever was on, they'd go and watch it. Yeah. And so they might have just watched it. It didn't make any sense. But they were like, oh, yeah, but at least it had... It was it was visually, visually different. There was enough going on. And it would have been way out visually different. back then. Yeah, but look at it back then. Back then, people would have gone, "Oh my, this is way out. This is this is uh, this is out there, man." Well, I don't. We were saying about um, like cinema being in its infancy and stuff because what I read, my brief research, was that when it came out, it didn't do well, and it was like panned by the few critics that saw it. Like the reviews were not good, and then. A book came out in like the eighties that called him like the worst director ever, or like notoriously like the worst director ever, and then it sort of got a new lease of life, as like look how clingy she is, hi Barbara, um, a new lease of life as. Oh, so I got distracted by something there. Um, Sorry. As like a cult, it became like a sort of cult classic in the eighties. Yeah. But um, when it first came out, people, you know. No, thank you. we interested. Barbara, this is not helpful. Ah. I think that's when I must have become aware of it in the 80s. When yeah. I was a teenager. It popped up. And I just remember seeing... I remember seeing pictures of Vampire, Vampira and Bella Lugosi in them. And being interested. But not enough to sort of... And I think back then, like now, you, like you and I researching this, we were able to find films pretty much everywhere. Whereas back then, you had to go to the video shop. And if they didn't have it, they didn't have it. Or you have to wait for it to come on TV. What, in the 80s? In the 80s, yeah. Was the video shops in the 80s? Yeah, that's when it started. I don't know why I thought, like, oh, 90s and Blockbuster. But the idea of video shops in the 80s. Yeah, I think um, the whole, like, finding films and stuff, you just sort of, you, you took what you were given. You didn't bite the hand that fed you. My you just saying. hoped there would be special seasons of, you know, cult. That it'd be a whole thing on TV late at night when they they do a season of weird and wonderful films. But then you'd have to stay up late to watch it, and because it was in the eighties, I was a kid, so you know, I would have I wouldn't have been able to. And then there was the there was the video, the, the invention of the video player just changed. It revolutionised everything. But then you'd still have to get permission. You'd have to say to your parents, "Can you? Can I record this thing?" And for some reason, when it first came out, there would they there would be some weird thing about no, you can't. You have to you have to be in the room when it's recording, otherwise, <laughs> in case it catches fire or some mad shit like that. I don't know. There was something about it. it's like no, you can't, you can't do that. We, and they're like, yeah, but that's the point of it. Or you'd have to you press you get a really long video like three and a half hours blank cassette and then you'd, you'd press record when you went to bed and hopefully it caught the film in the yeah. in amongst that. Or like what we used to do is when we recorded stuff off the telly is try and, pa- like, did we try and pause it for the adverts? Yes. 
and then try and like pick like start recording again when the adverts had finished and stuff and it was the same for like yeah. sets and stuff when recording songs off like um the radio yes look at barbara joining it was all that it was all that and yeah. so it it was, it, and so now we're really. I don't think we realise how lucky we are. Even in the nineties, like you said, blockbusters. Like it, it was an event. It was like we're going to go to blockbusters. You can go and pick a film, and the whole family charged down to blockbusters. Yeah, it was and then it'd be a big argument about what you're going to have. Yeah, and then you watch the same film for like a whole week, and then you return it the next day, and you get snacks. But it was like everyone was together, and it was definitely. Yeah, I think that's what. Because now, like, you don't have to watch TV with adverts. You can avoid it. But the boy no. wants to watch TV with adverts. Like, he enjoys it. And I was like, what's happening? Like, what's, <laughs> what happened to, like, rushing to the toilet or rushing to get a drink and then, like, coming back before the adverts finish? Like, he's just like, no, I need to watch, um, uh, I need to watch, like, CITV because there's adverts. And then, like, uh. he just enjoys watching them. And he tells me about all the adverts. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, stop. Just Quite stimulating. Yeah, because I think it's because yeah, just the only time you're sort of aware that you're being sold to. But he's because like when it's on YouTube and stuff, you don't really kids don't really know they're being sold to. So having the chat of like, oh well, they might not be telling the truth. It could just be because they're being paid to tell you that it's good. Yeah, sort of like it might not be what it appears to be, which is uh, interesting. Well, advert. There aren't any iconic adverts at the minute. It doesn't seem. Because back in the nineties, you had the the Tango advert, and you had there was adverts when I was growing up. Like you, some of the adverts were pretty cool. Like the Tango advert, I remember getting banned because it was a guy that just orange bloke just pops up out of nowhere and smacks the guy around the face. I think we used to <laughs> do that. Oh, Tony! Yeah, we did. That's why he got banned. Yeah, you've been tangoed, wasn't it? They don't. Yeah, but also. We're not all watching the same thing. So, like, when I was a kid, you only had the same channels and everyone used to watch them so you could talk about everything and it was just sort of... You'd find commonality with people that you might not necessarily be friends with because yes. were, everyone was watching the same things. Yeah. But now you don't really have that. There's so many... There's too much too much variety, I think. We're, um, this is what I always think. You know, um, was it Steve Jobs that was like... He'll wear the same outfit every day so he doesn't have to choose. And that takes yeah, the yeah, pressure yeah. off. But we've got too much choice in everything else now, though. So it's pointless being like, well, I'll wear the same T-shirt every day. But I've got, like, you've got Apple TV, Netflix, Prime, Disney. Like, now, if you're watching it, you've got all of them. What have I missed? I feel like I'm missing some. Nicole you don't have to know them all. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Bingo, isn't it? But... Um, and like, just like you, you're sort of spoiled for choice. All the social media, like you could follow anyone, and it's sort of. I think it's like, sort of making everyone sort of stagnant and making go. Oh, there's too much choice. I can't choose less choice. Yes. Yeah, getting to the point where you just you're stood still all of a sudden for ages trying to decide. Also, I've noticed that TikTok is becoming like the shopping channel. Everyone's everyone's flogging something now. Yeah. Even I got an ad. I got a thing. I got a message. They say, "No, you've been chosen to sell stuff." You know, like, have I? That's good for me. That's what I want. A job. Orthopedic shoes. Who am I going to? And those chairs that lift you up. The tippy up. Unbelievable. (laughs) Funnily enough, though, so the (laughs) other day, so you, so you were bullying me about Crocs, and you were getting everyone piling on. 
You said right? I should be banned from having feet. I was not. You were the one who <laughs> said that I should not have my full limbs because of my choice in fun and funky footwear. <laughs> fun, fun and funky footwear. I so then and then ever since then, all I've been I've been inundated with adverts for Crocs. So now advertising has become more sinister. It's now it's now wherever they they kind of go. Oh, they were talking about Crocs. Here are here's a million adverts on the on those very things. Yeah, it'd be good if like once you bought them, then they stopped. Because that's my problem. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've already bought it, but I have been looking at Crocs again. Been too friendly there. Oh the boy matching ones. Do you? Yeah, that's cool. My cousin cool. couldn't tell the difference between... <laughs> we're the coolest. My, couldn't, my cousin couldn't tell... Was it my cousin or my auntie? Couldn't tell the difference because they're basically like the same size. Oh, yeah. Because I've got... <laughs> he's got... Wow. Do you know he's four foot six now? Is he? I'm only five five. Oh, my God. Is he as tall I as I am? I know. You're like a little gnome. I am a little gnome. <laughs> right. Anyway... <laughs> The film. The film. <coughs> Every time I do this, I get dry. My God. Um, the <laughs> film. Plan 9 from Outer Space, uh, a.k.a. Grave, Rebo- Grave Robbers from Outer Space. Yeah. And they had to change That was going to be the original they? title. Yeah. Do you know why they had to change it? Do you remember? Did you find no. this out? Because no. it was funded by a Baptist church. Yes. And they had to change it. And I was like, okay. Because... I don't know why Plan 9, though. I didn't get that far into the research. But I found the old the old list of all the names that I liked. Um, well, it's in the clip, isn't it? It's in the, that bit, it's in that bit where, he's, when he goes to see, where the aliens go to see the ruler and they oh, talk yeah. about the plan that hadn't worked before. And then he went, <laughs> what are you going to do now? He goes, we're going we're gonna to initiate Plan 9. I loved it. Because he was going through all the paperwork, which I was like, oh, God, these aliens rustling papers. Paperwork. This is the thing. These are the, these are supposed to be like um, like intergalactic overlords from outer space that are, they they've got more better technology than I. They've got technology that means they can fly from planet to planet, and he's still using a big biro and a and a pad from Ryman's. <laughs> yeah, and because um, they've they've come for like a message, they've come to warn us about our own sort of uh, lack of intelligence and common sense haven't they like stop yeah. building bombs but he's there with his notebook like I'm just taking notes stationary yeah <laughs> stationary I wonder if he did shorthand <laughs> I imagine he did they didn't that's the thing they didn't even have typewriters <laughs> how are they supposed to be like the you know the 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 the, the more powerful race they didn't even have typewriters Right, I'm gonna have. A, I've got a little theory on that, because would men have learned to use typewriters, or is it a women's only? No, job? that was a woman's only job. Yeah. So yeah, there wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have like the general. Was it no the ruler? Wasn't it? He's not gonna be there with a the typewriter. Yeah. He would have had to ship in a woman to do his work That's because true. he's not very good at it. Oh, the, the irony that he was called the ruler. <laughs> Love stationery. I had a mass teacher that loved stationery. She had a phrase of graph paper. And I was like, oh, God, I love you. You know when someone's oh, really? so keen on stuff and you're like, you can't hate them? Because she was just like, she was so excited about maths. I still remember her. It's because we oh. failed GCSE maths and we had to retake it. She was so happy about the graph paper. Oh. She was the best. 
I had a teacher like that, Miss Stevens, in my third year at school. I was always in the bottom set for maths and everything. And she saw something in me, and she she got me put up to the middle set in maths, and she really helped me. She was another one. She loved maths, and she used to get she used to get picked on by the other kids in the class. But for some reason, I really like me and her got on really well, and she loved it. She was great, Miss Stevens. If you're listening, Miss Stevens, thank you. She's probably dead. What are you on about? She was only in her twenties then. It was only 1987. It wasn't like 1491. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I think you're really old like really really old because yeah, you're a child and that's what happens when you're a child and one day you're going to get to 51 I'm a grown up alright I'm you'll a get proper to 50, functioning yeah, yeah. adult 35 Richard 30 fucking 5 yeah in your little in your little clown shoes <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point I think I'm not gonna like I'm sort of waiting not to be a grown up to be like like a sort of a mum like in the mum club, like you know all those, um, and they're all together, and they're like uh, they all sociable. Oh and yeah. Look, sort of they're shopping next and stuff. I'm not there. I'm never going to get there now. I think. I think I'm. You want to be a basic the bitch. Point where it's going to happen. It's it's very. What well, you're going to start to have words in your in different rooms to remind you what to do when you get in there, like sleep in the bedroom and relax in the bathroom. Yeah. Great, crushed velvet. No, I just um, no, but I'm just waiting for it. You know, like since like, but like not cool trainers. Obviously, Crocs are the coolest, but you mean functional? Yeah, but like if I'm starting to wear sort of Skechers, that's exactly what I thought. Skechers, and like shopping (laughs) at shopping at Next. But you know, this is a sign of age, isn't it? When you check the the um, thickness of a jumper or a hoodie. Oh, that's too thin. <laughs> when you're buying one, that's a nice thick one that keeps you warm. That's yeah. a sign of age. That's the only one I've got. It's when you say things like, I need a new coat. I don't need to, I won't need to buy another coat after this one. <laughs> this is going to last me years. I don't own a coat though. This is, this is, but I'm not actual proper grown up because I don't own a coat. No. I've got like a Why not? jacket. It's got it's got holes in it though. I can need to repair it again because it's fussy, isn't it? Can't wear a backpack. Fussy. You've got like fussy. Yeah, like a coat is like just too much. I never wore a coat when I was there to leave her. They tried to make me. Are you a like a full coat with its toggles? <laughs> oh, you said before you're a hot person, so you don't wear the, you don't feel the cold. No. Yeah. No, I don't. When I was pregnant, I um was the only one in like vest and shorts and hot like cooking it was like uh, February uh, in the antenatal yeah. class and I was like can we open a window because I'm not coping very well with this heat and, they were right. hot. and I was like yeah no I'm not I just yeah I don't like being hot like no. cold because once you're like okay. naked or like undressed there's nothing else you can do like you just have to suffer and be sweaty but when you're cold <laughs> you can like get like snuggly socks on and you can like put like big jumpers on and like joggers and you can get under blankets and like hoodies and oh be all snuggly and warm and then have hot chocolate can't do that when you're hot you can't just be like oh I'm just it's not it's just ugh it's icky you can go and stand outside <laughs> I think I'd be arrested <laughs> it's alright officer anyway. I'm just too hot <laughs> put me back inside uh, you know I live just here I've not gone far <laughs> okay Back to the film. (laughs) 
So what facts have you got for us? So this was, like you said, this was this was um, this was directed by Edward, uh, made famous uh, by Johnny Depp in the film of the same name. And I loved the because of that film. It made me. It showed me. It showed. It shone a light on the on the characters in the film. So uh, Bella Lugosi was played by Martin Landau. Martin Landau was um, in Space nineteen ninety nine, amongst other things. Um, yeah, this is. I love. I really like this film because it's a. It's, yeah, it's a. It makes. It's so bad. It's good. This film, like the props, like when the pilots are at the beginning and they're and they're supposed to be on a plane. When you look at what they're steering with, <laughs> it's bad. It's just boxes, isn't it? And they're just in a. It's just yeah. It's not. Yeah, they didn't have. It's clear they didn't have any money. But when I watched None. Edward, I was like, oh, it's just sad because it's directed by Tim Burton. Yes, and it's got Sarah Jessica Parker in it as well. Yep, and um, I don't remember the others, but. It was just sad, like, it's just lots of, it's really tragic. Like, everyone involved is just, like, sad stories. So I was like, oh, because Edward died at 54 of heart failure as an alcoholic. And I was like, well, that's just, yeah. that's not fun. I can't, it's just, I was just like, oh, all these, um, and how it was described as they were sort of on the, the fringes of Hollywood, weren't they? Um, all the cast and stuff. And they were, it's just, yeah. It's interesting because I wonder if they'd be like pioneers of like the LGBTQ sort of definitely because I'd never heard of them and I was like but these people were all sort of there would have been some of the first I guess like people sort of being out there and being like I can't be any other way I think there was something about um who was it maybe it was Edward or it was because he was going to do that story wasn't he but I didn't write that name down there was the ruler who was an act in 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 his real life he was a, a drag queen that was what he did he was a drag queen um and he was living with uh it was he was a gay man he was in a in a gay relationship but obviously they couldn't be really sort of out and out 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 about it and the co-pilot at the beginning also lived with them so it's quite. It's a very progressive bunch, like Vampire as well. We look at old old photos of her. There's one where she shaved her head and had like the original like skinhead kind of look. So she had a fringe, but the rest was just shaved and like little bits around the side. That's so and she looked really cool. And you know, and then there was, um, you know, it, it, there were a fascinating bunch of people and Bella Lugosi as well, who was a huge star, but was on. You know, he was he was ill and he was on his way out, and he you know he he hadn't. It'd been not been famous for years, and it, but everyone, you know, it, it, everything had moved on, and so there's such an interesting bunch of people. Yeah, because Bella Lugosi died during the making of it, so they they just because I was like, why is he? This is what I struggled with when we were doing like the first try of like the podcast. I was just yeah. like, what? Why? Why is he hiding his face so much? And you're like, oh, because that's what he did. And I was like, yeah, but yeah, I thought that covering his face, all of it. <laughs> And because I was like, the story doesn't make any sense. And it was like, it's the old man and his wife dies and he buries his wife. And then, but then you just see the old man like outside his house. And that's because he shot, um, Edward shot the footage of Bella Lugosi, sort of shoehorned it in to make the film. And I was like, oh God, it's really just, it's like it doesn't, that's the only bit where it's not, that's like, um, 
and I think they were on a road somewhere, but that's the only because it was outside Bella Lugosi's house, wasn't it? And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. But I was like, oh, this well, it was a fact. So, yeah. Go on. No, go on. I was going to say, he died yeah. before it came out. Yeah. So it came out, he died in, hang on, I've written it down. Oh, no, I've only got he died here. during the filming, so they had to get someone to stand in. That's why they covered his face. Yeah. I don't know where he... Yeah. And then... Um, a bit of paper that I threw away. Oh, no. But, yeah, he died but, during it. Yeah. That's wild, isn't it? To be like, oh, we're just going to... Like, he needs to be in it. Like, surely you just be like... No, he died. We, we don't have enough footage <laughs> of him anyway. Because he was, like, apparently he was dazed and sort of confused on set. Like, he wasn't... He wasn't well. No. Why you But you can see that. And it's funny. What I loved, I loved the narrator. It was probably one of my favourite characters in the whole thing. It was so dramatic. What he was, the the, 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 the narration. When he was, when Bella Lugosi's outside the house, he's going, oh, this was a house of love with his wife and now it's just become a tomb yeah. uh, to his dead wife. And the flowers that she planted are now just... <laughs> <laughs> they really try to that's I think that's how they try to gel it all together because it's literally just Bella Lugosi outside his house in the cape picking flowers picking flowers that's yeah. it and then like you never see him and his wife together she's just dead at the beginning <laughs> you're just like okay <laughs> it relies you to sort of sort of suspend your belief in everything uh, I think yeah just a bit too much but I did like I thought it was charming how they did like the UFOs and stuff the flying saucers it's like pythons wasn't it and yeah like, and they just set one on fire at the end and I was like, 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 like <laughs> on a bit obvious. of string hanging down yeah obviously if it's on fire if that's in your story you set the python on fire of course you do yeah Oof. I loved it <laughs> it's really cute but all those old things back then I remember when I was a kid watching the original Flash Gordon TV show that was in black and white, and the spaceships used to go across, and they sound like old toy ray guns, like, eh, and then they just see these like sparkler coming out of the back of it. <laughs> oh, see, I think I kind of like that. I think the artist in me likes it because it's like it has to. It doesn't matter how good it is. It just as long as it's done, and as long as you yeah. are creating doesn't really matter if other people think it's good or not because if you think it's good this is what i learned far too late in life but if i think something other people will think it as well i've just got to find the same like the people that think the same so i think right as long as yeah if you enjoy it there's going to be someone else that enjoys it and i think yeah just having that determination to to make something because you think it's good and yeah because imagine I mean, he was an alcoholic when, like, when he died and stuff. So I can't imagine he was, but just the sort of persistence is brilliant, isn't it? I think. Yeah, well, that's it. Finding your audience, isn't it? And uh, yeah, he did find it later on. Later on, like you know, thirty years later, or whenever it was, after he'd long it. gone. <gasps> yeah, maybe here we contact are. Him. I was going to say with a Ouija board, but I do not want. Could you imagine being haunted by the ghost of Edward? Oh, I'd love that. Would I you? think that would be great. Yeah, would I? Yes, I would. Stuff. This is a great idea. <laughs> do this. He would make me. I think he would encourage me to be more brave with my choices when it came to doing things, rather than worrying about what people are going to think. Like, you know. 
why, rather than worry about looking stupid, just do it and have full belief in what you're doing, which is what Ed Wood had. He really believed in what he was doing. He'd make you wear clocks. He would. <laughs> he'd, rearr- he'd throw away all your shoes and they'd just be clocks there. You'd be like, well, I guess it's clocks today. No, I absolutely. Do you know what? I've said this before. I, my mum and dad bought me a pair for a joke and I put them on. They were the comfiest thing I've ever worn and I immediately got rid of them. I'm like, absolutely not. Like the I've seen videos of people that go, once you put Crocs on, you never wear another pair of shoes. That's your whole life. They're that comfy. Isn't it? But you'd have more yeah. space if you just got rid of all your shoes. No, but I don't Open want more space. Museum. A shoe museum. <laughs> <laughs> the one, I've sold some actually. I sold a load on vintage. But you, listen, if you start wearing Crocs, you are only, you are only a decade away from buying your shoes at the chemist. <laughs> Don't sell them at the chemist anymore. You can't get anything. You can't even get medication at the chemist now. You get they do them horrible, them horrible like shoes that look like bandages with Velcro on them. Yeah, but if you need them, they're like medical shoes, aren't they? Medical shoes. Yeah, but Rich, eventually, <laughs> just give in to like the comfort. Just feel good, Rich. Just allow yourself to feel good. It'll be all right. Come over to. I do feel good. Come over to the comfy side. <laughs> just slip them on. No dramas. When it's a bit cold, a pair of socks underneath. You can get like ones that oh, are like, fleece God. lined. <laughs> you what can get ones that are fleece lined. Yeah, I've seen them. Crocs for every occasion. I did you see? I posted on Instagram. There's um, Crocs with heels. I've seen those. There's uh, platform like Crocs. Yeah. Wellington Crocs. Have you seen the ones? So they've got those. So those Kanye West Wellingtons that he brought out, and they've mashed them up. There's a been a there's a mashup. With Crocs. So they got these Wellingtons, but the bottom bit's Crocs. I love it. I like all the... Um, it's awful. There's like dress Crocs that look a bit, you know, if you're going to wear a suit, maybe for a job interview, you could like pop them on. You don't need to polish them as well. Uh, a shoe for every occasion, I think. Versatile. I wouldn't give you a... If someone turned up with Crocs on, there's no way you're getting employed, mate. But you don't have a Grow job up. Me, so it's... <laughs> Never. I refuse. <laughs> You can't make me. <laughs> so, we've got to go back to the film. Yes, we do. Uh, the narrator, like I said, was my favourite. He's, I think his name was like the, he was like the amazing Chriswell or something yeah. like that his name was. Chriswell. And he was a, he was a psychic in real life, um, but a really bad one. <laughs> yeah. None of his predictions worked or ever came to pass. I love it. But kind of like they were all open as chances. Like they, I think they all probably knew they weren't very good, but they just kept doing it. And eventually, people will yeah, believe it. All... If you tell people the same thing over and over, they will believe you. They're all blackguards. They're all blagging it, and that's what Edward was. Edward was blagging it as well. But he, you know, but he believed in what he was doing. That's the thing. He did love what he was doing, but he knew he was getting away with murder. Like you know, the, like trying to get the get the to get the people in the film that he did. Yeah, but imagine, because I think that's brilliant. Like, he must have such charisma to be able to sort of yeah. get these people, for people to believe in him the way he did. I think he must have been such a charismatic guy. That's what yeah. I think people, I think that's getting a bit lost. But, um, because he was a Marine, this is what I found out about him. He served in the Marines during World War Two. Wow. And apparently he was wearing... So in the in Edward he mentions it, but he was wearing women's underwear under his uniform. 
yeah, I forgot about was, that. Uh, they call it transvestitism, but apparently we don't call it that anymore. It's just cross-dressing. Yeah. That's from my research. Um, but that's how he got... So his like first thing directing was the uh, the story of... Was it Christine... Jo- jo- hang on. Jorgensen, maybe? Right. Let me turn my notes. Oh, where's it gone? That's how he... like Because he had no... He wasn't professionally trained at all. He had like no qualifications no. in it. He's just a guy that rocked up and was like... I'll do it. I'm doing this now. Give it to me, because that's how... Yeah, so in Ed Wood, he mentions it, like, um, oh, it's the perfect thing for me to direct because um, because I wore women's underwear under my uniform. <laughs> well, that would be really risque, obviously. That would have been way out, way out there. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking about it now, like, it would have been uncomfortable, I imagine, because those uniforms wouldn't have been comfortable either. Then... But what? This is, no. Should, is it wrong to wonder what underwear he was wearing? It's not wrong. I think it. It's yeah. It's curious, isn't it? Because it would have been. What was he? What was it? Stockings and suspenders and a and a. You know. Um, How did he go? Yeah, and a girdle and a whatever you call it, a basque. I don't know. Yeah, this, <laughs> I don't know. We've just like what? What underwear was Edward Edward wearing when he stormed the beaches? Hmm. Because <laughs> I would imagine it would have been quite sort of. I, I don't think it would have been functional underwear. It would have been something pretty fancy. No, it I would think. have. No, you would have got chafing and stuff. I think it would have just been big pants and a bra. <laughs> big pants and robust bras. Yeah, I think that'd be it. Because you've got to, like hide it. You don't want to be sort of rustling. I guess I don't know why I think everything's noisy. Because um, it would have been like silk, wouldn't it? Look at me not knowing any fashion history. I think it would have been silk. Uh, yeah. It's not really my area of expertise either, <laughs> women's underwear, which is a good thing. From the, from the 40s. Not even from like the current 40s. women's underwear. <laughs> the history of women's underwear. Like we could do a two-parter and we can come back with that. I'm only aware of the underwear I've, I wash, and it's not mine. <laughs> so, like, you know, in relationships I've been in, it's like, it's all okay. pretty much the same stuff. You were like, I just go around washing other people's underwear, but it doesn't belong to me. I just do the laundry. <laughs> Hello! Uh, just wondering if you've got any, wa- got any laundry need doing. I've come to wash your smalls. <laughs> no, I imagine you just get told what to do, and I think you have a, like a little maid's outfit and a little duster, and, and you know, all the women are like, meh. And you're like, yes, ma'am, and you just sort of shuffle around. The last thing anyone needs to see is me dressed as a little maid, little French maid. Yeah, that's it. The little headdress and the little. Like, oh, I imagine God. you like um, in Beauty and the Beast, you know the duster. She's right. Like, that's how I imagine. I imagine you often like that. Tottering around in me heels and me and my yeah. suspenders. <laughs> in a French accent. That's an image that's actually made my stomach turn. It's you. <laughs> We should dress yeah, you up. Yeah, no, I don't want to see me like that. We should dress you up. <clears throat> I mean, good fun. luck to anyone that does that. Everyone's got a thing, but that's not mine. Um, Yet. So, <laughs> back to the film. <laughs> I love the fact that it just goes off on one now. Whereas before, when we started this, we'd try and stick to explaining the film like word for word. Now we just go off and yeah. the film's irrelevant. <laughs> I'm trying to relax more. Like we were saying before yeah. this recording, I st- I haven't taken my medication today. And before anyone worries, it's just ADHD medication. It's not anything that's, you know... I was going to say anything that I need to function. Like, I can work without it. 
um, but I was finding that my brain was getting a bit stuck and a bit clunky and so I was like let me see what happens if I sort of zhuzh it up a bit and like let it go like helium balloons like take the weight off it let it let my brain go yeah. and this is the result that we're imagining Rich Wilson in a French maid's outfit with some <laughs> matching Crocs oh, washing, washing women's underwear how we like uh, him god almighty anyway back to the film anyway was there any part of this film that you went, oh, that's good? Did you enjoy it? I, I like enjoyed the, the fact that the noises were good. I like the fact that the the uh, Clay, Inspector Clay got killed and then his funeral happened at night. <laughs> and he was buried, like, it's just the little things where they were so quick, it, like, quick to rush the story, I guess. Like, let's, you can tell that it was not thought through properly. Like, no one sat with that idea and gone, okay, let's let's see what happens. But it was like, boom, boom, boom. Because he died, was buried the same day in his, like, suit. Yeah. You know saying in the, the, the sort of failed episode that we did, like, imagine dying at work and then being buried. Imagine being buried in what you died in. Yes. Like, just be, oh, that's his suit. <laughs> like, that's his uniform. And that's you for eternity. Yeah. Like, imagine if you were Ronald McDonald. Or if you were like a Disney, like a Disney princess impersonator, and you were like died as sort of, um, oh shit, which one am I thinking about with the long white hair? Frozen. What's her name? Anna. Um, no. I don't Elsa. know. I haven't. Okay. Elsa. I was going to say Ursula, but that's the baddie, isn't it? In yeah, the Little Mermaid. You've, little you Mermaid. The, yeah. It's exciting stuff. But yeah, like imagine, imagine that's what you're dressed. Yes. in. Yes. Imagine if you die at a fancy dress party. Yeah. If you get if you're a lollipop lady or something. If you die when you're doing the laundry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a French maid forever. (laughs) In Crocs. Oh God. No. I might. Um, If you like die before me and I come to visit you on your deathbed, I'm going to slip a pair of Crocs on you, so you'd be wearing (laughs) wear Crocs and hang around with Edwards. You'd just be die. You'd die. Beep, 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 beep. There'd just be crocs sticking out the end of your bed. And like, Mwah! my last, my last evil act. My yeah, my final words would just be bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Just be me there. Like, <laughs> I probably am going to die before you. I'm I'm older than you, so. Well, that doesn't mean anything, does it? But if Unless not, you I'll, end up I'll... choking. You end up choking on a croc or something. I thought you were going to say cock, and I was like, well, could happen. Mate, that's not where this was going to (laughs) go. Yeah, I like the fact that they didn't have a budget. They did the best they could. The tomb that the the, uh, husband was buried in was just like a wooden box. Because it's meant to be like a crypt, isn't it? um, Yeah. It's just like you could see the sort of MDF sort of door. It was all flimsy. (laughs) what was great was that when they all came they all came walking out of it out of the mausoleum and that would have meant that they were stood in there (laughs) for a while waiting to hear waiting to hear action there was a few of them wasn't there like five or six and they weren't like small people no like quite proper sized people and so I was just like that's not that's a lot of people in a small shed they would have been in there 
waiting for him to go action. And they would, <laughs> did you hear him? Did you? Or just <laughs> talking to each other like, what are we fucking doing? I used to be famous. This is bullshit. Oh, oh, this is my ticket to Tinseltown. Yeah, you this go first. My way no, in. I'm not going out there first. You go. Pushing each other out the door. Uh, no, what's my line? No, my, I, I say a line when I come out. So you've got to go first. <laughs> Just yeah, because I I do wonder what happened. Like, but like yeah, on it and when they were filming it and stuff. Like on set must have been wild. Yeah. No, I, I don't. It was all of that, and I like the fact that the pilot had a, had a few things to say. The, at the beginning when he saw he saw the flying saucers the fact that they're flying saucers is brilliant um yeah and then he had something to say he was like oh they're i'm not allowed to say anything i've been sworn to secrecy i've i've been buttoned down i'm not allowed to get involved and you wanted to tell the truth and you couldn't yeah there was a lot of people which is unusual for b movies so there's lots of characters i thought because usually it's just sort of a few even there was um so the army are called in aren't they and there was two of them there was like uh, the general and the colonel whatever and um, I was like yeah. oh, so have, and they're in like a proper sort of war office so it's all sort of set properly where I think B-movies now don't really tend to do that it's sort of a bit um, uh, they don't really care to to try and set it like with Sharktopus when they were all sort of in weird boats and you're like that's not the boat for the right occasion like these yes. people were in the right place at the right time they had the right things but I think it's probably easier to do it then because you had more props. Like nowadays, yeah. like if you were running a spaceship, you probably just like everything's done on phones and laptops and tablets and stuff. So you wouldn't need all the sort of the the buttons and the you know the lights and the, you didn't because people be like that's not very believable. Like what's all that for? Okay. Yeah, that's the up button. That's well, the down button. <coughs> it's funny. I was watching um, another Edward film yesterday. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Bride of the Monster or something like that. Oh, that sounds good. And Bella Lugosi's in that, and he plays like a Frankenstein type character, and he's got this. And the, Clay's in it as well. Inspector Clay is the monster in or his assistant in this one. And when he's in his laboratory, and it's true, you've got all that. They've made this great um, like switchboard for to like to 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 to, to, to put electrodes and that into the victims so they've got all these like up and down switches they've got a turny round switch they've got an on and off button and lights that flash on and the noise is it was really good but yeah it because <laughs> now everything's in the it's cloud so... isn't it so you just yeah you don't even have paperwork to shuffle you just like no put up that file everything's yeah i guess everything's more sort of static now and when like you're acting because everything's just okay so like even when um in Sharktopus again when um pumpkin is it pumpkin she had to like she was tracking mm. the shark they had to take her and her laptop to make it believable because there was no way like because it was um like gps tracking the shark they couldn't just have her follow like it needed to be more didn't it so they're relying on oh yeah she couldn't be she couldn't be working from home <laughs> yeah but even like when she's at the desk she's not getting up and doing stuff and she's not moving around and she's not there's no like experiment she's just sat at a desk and that's not actually quite exciting to watch but maybe there's more violence now because because of it one thing I didn't check it needs more yeah was um why there was no like on screen deaths and if that was a thing like I wondered if the rules oh, of cinema yeah. were different because you just sort of 
Bella Lugosi sort of lunges at one of the police officers, doesn't he? And then he becomes a skeleton. But you don't see <coughs> you don't see anyone sort of dying. And I wondered if that's like I wondered the rules. Oh uh, yeah. The more we do of these sort of old, older sort of B movies, the the more research we'll sort of come across and stuff, and the more I'll learn about it. I think so. But you're right, yeah. When Vampira comes out of the bushes and she lunges as well, with a big, with, she's got like finger extensions on, yeah. so they're really long. <laughs> she's like, it's gorgeous though. <laughs> she, and she, she looks amazing. Yeah. She looks amazing. She had something like a twenty-inch waist or something. Oh my god, that's like nothing, is it? Yeah, it's lunacy. And um, but their eyebrows were magnificent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When everyone she's famous for those. But yeah, even um. Like they called him the big guy, didn't they? Um, the inspector and even Bella Lugosi. I think he had sort of no. Is it Bella Lugosi? No, just um, Inspector Clay and Vampira. 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 She had Vampire, like, yeah. Sort of really great eyebrows. And um, what did I like? That <laughs> the pilot and his wife were really cute. Was it Paula and Jeff? That was it, wasn't it? Paula yeah, and Jeff, yeah, yeah. The pilot and his wife. And I was like, they're so because they were like. They were sort of working together. It was sort of almost a believable relationship. Like they were having fun and they were sort of chatting. And I was like, "Well, that's cute." But a lot of it, and because I watched another, I watched another one of the films, um, the Violent Young, no, the Violent Years. That was oh it, I yeah, think. I think that was Edward as well. I'm not sure. The Violent like, Years, makes, yeah. That's how they acted, and I was like, "Oh God!" So there was no acting. Like they just sort of were very cardboard and just sort of like read the scripts and then there was no emotion and I was like oh no it's weird that that's how cinema was I do want to know when emotions like come back but even like modern like like current B movies they don't hit the right emotion I wonder if that's like a little nod to when they didn't act didn't act like the full oh, character as if it was their life because um have you seen claws with the crabs no there's one and the guy sort of laughs but what happens is that he's like i think he's the inspector of like the sort of local sheriff gets eaten by loads of crabs and the guy's sort of just laughing at him and i'm like well you've really not even attempted that right emotion you've gone <laughs> you've, you've, you've really interpreted that like yeah, i'm just gonna have a little chuckle but I wonder if that's like a little nod. I wonder if they're doing it on purpose or they've just got bad actors in and they just don't care. I think... Like, no, no. Uh, yeah. The wrong one. Wrong I, think, I think it comes down to... I think it comes down to budget. So they blow all the budget on, say, again, Greg Evigan or Eric Roberts, proper actors who, who no matter what they're in, we say this every time, no matter what what they're in, they give it their all like, they're in, like they are making gold. And then the others aren't so good and that's why they go, oh, no, it's the thing that's happened over there. We must go and look at it. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they're not trained. But I can't imagine it takes that much. To, but I don't know if that's because I'm, like, overly dramatic. That I'm like, I can't be that hard to be sort of worried that a police <laughs> chief has been murdered by small crabs. Like, being picked alive. Like, I can't imagine. But maybe if you're not that way inclined, it's just like inconceivable but also if you're an actor you should be able to be like if someone goes now you are scared you're worried and also it's horrific because the guy who's meant to be keeping you safe is being 
you know, picked apart by crabs and you laugh. Mm. Someone, like, he's not the only one there going, I hope this is okay. It's, someone's in charge of that shit, right? If someone's going, no, no, you've got the wrong one. Yeah. Try again. No, scared her. Be scared. You're laughing. You're laughing is not, it's not, it's not it, coming with a nervous laugh. Cry. But that's the thing. That's the training. That's what that's what makes actors great. Is that they have to train that. They can't just go right. You got to feel sad now. They have to train themselves to feel these emotions. Like I was talking to Nicholas Pinnock on Insane in the Membrane, and he said, you know, you get to a point. He goes like, your brain doesn't even know you're acting, which is why a lot of actors struggle with when they've had a really emotional scene. Whether it's you know, it's been dealing with a death or they're being or they're in a fight or whatever it is if it's quite a really heavy emotional scene you think your brain thinks it's real it doesn't go oh you're acting and so they have to get to that point where they can come across as you know they have to really dig deep to make these emotions happen i remember watching johnny harris when we were watching him film jawbone and he was listening to music on his ipod and doing things and before the scene started he was sobbing before they said action he was sobbing and ready for it to go like proper tears and um, it was a graveyard scene that we were filming. And he's sobbing his eyes out and he went, action. And then they went into it. And it was amazing. And that takes the training. And if you haven't had the training, you don't... I couldn't do that. I, if someone said to me, right, you got to look really sad. Someone's just died. I'd be like, ooh, it's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I'm naturally theatrical then because I think it would just be easy. Yeah. I think I'll just look a bit sad. It can't be that hard. But do you think that's... Do you think this because of that might be, be coming down to uh, your autism? Do you not have to tell yourself to kind of go what you're feeling? Sad face now, Rachel. Um, <laughs> ready, steady. Um, sometimes, if it's not natural, if it doesn't, because sometimes I just don't. Hmm. Because if I don't get like the social obligation, like. Um, there's like social context and if I don't get it or if I don't if I don't feel it yeah it's like, oh, I can't really muster I'm like okay like oh it's sad yeah. that they died but everybody dies and so it's a bit like yeah like sorry sorry you're sad but like that's sort of it it doesn't I can't but sometimes it's like devastating I'm like oh but I feel things either too much where it becomes sort of debilitating I'm like oh my god like that Usually, if I've done something and I'm like, God, if that if I did that to me, or if I did that to, hang on, if that happened to me, I would have been devastated if I've done something, or I worry things, worry about things too much. But yeah, usually I'm not really bothered. But maybe no. I should be. <laughs> maybe that's a flaw in my personality. It might not even be because of the because I'm autistic. It might just be because I've got a flawed personality. But not just really a callous arsehole. <laughs> Yeah, because I just think oh, it's a bit... Because I can't... It's hard... If I don't find something tricky, it's hard to sort of empathise. But I understand. Mm. But then I've got to be like, actually, um, the evidence, so everyone else around me is going, that must be really... Like, that's a big thing. And so just because I don't find it hard or scary doesn't mean other people do. So I sometimes got to check myself and be like, no, Rachel, this is... You're going to be a dickhead here and you need to stop yourself. Like having a baby. I was not worried about that. And so I was like, just have a baby. Like, it's fine. And then I was like, oh, because other people were really sort of worried. And like the woman next to me, she was like, had very early on contractions. She was like, I need gas and air. And they were just offering her paracetamol. And I was like, 
what what have I missed? <laughs> like always, something's not quite adding up here because just have a baby. But then I don't process pain like in a sort of neurotypical way. So I was like, okay, like just gonna. Do you not? Like, just forgive my. So body. what happens? No. So what happens when you hurt yourself? You just when you hurt yourself, what happens? Well, I just like don't, the pain. No, I don't really feel pain as much. But I've never yeah. broken a bone, so I think maybe. But on the flip side of that is, I'm uncomfortable very quickly. So big things, nothing. Little things, oh. like. But like I'm not sensitive to some stuff, but sensitive to others. So I don't like being hot. I don't like things um, up around my neck too much. Um, I don't like things on my arms too much. But then I, and so I won't. I can't tolerate it. But like damp socks, nah, fine, not bothered. Like I will just put if they're not yeah. yet. I'm like nah, put them on. Not not fast. Weird. You're oh, weird. Yeah. That's not, that's <laughs> We've been keeping that a secret. Did everyone believe I was like normal? <laughs> Oh, that one, she seems just Mind regular. you, the last time I broke something, I was with you. I ran into that pillar. <laughs> I fucked myself up so badly. Oh. I, to this day, you still don't realise how badly I fucked myself. I <laughs> hid it really well. Because we, we had masks on. Yeah. I properly hurt myself. <laughs> I was thinking as well, you could have asked um, the tape for that footage. They've probably <laughs> deleted it now, but if you went, there's like a special request you can make, like um, because it was you there, and if you went, oh, I need that footage, they would have had to give it over, I think. So you could have, and you might have oh, really? it, but that because you just went full pelt into a like concrete pillar, and I was like, I don't because even, the... like, I didn't know how to respond because I was like, oh, I don't, well, I don't know what the correct sort of in my my real house of responses, I've got, I haven't got that one, I haven't got that one there, but nothing. I didn't even see it. It's because the pillar and the floor and everything and the walls were all the same colour. Yeah. Shouldn't be racing children so I just went, art galleries. I went, it was top speed. I nearly went through it. <laughs> Honestly, like collided with it. Yeah. It was, yeah. And I was like, I don't and really when I know went what to, the, to do. <laughs> and, uh, like, I just went, I'll, and I was embarrassed because that was the first time we'd, we'd hung out. So I was like, I'm going to, yeah. I just got to go to the toilet a minute. And I went in. And I was just, my mask was just full of blood. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, we'll just wait here then, shall we? Yeah, just wait here to like, scoop his face up. <laughs> that was dramatic. See, you could be a good and one. It wasn't a... But you would be a good actor because like, you didn't let on how much you smashed your face in. Not until, It wasn't until, do you know what? The moment I waved you, you guys goodbye, when you went back on the train, when I turned around and walked away... That's when it started to really hurt. It was like I'd held on until that moment. <laughs> and then as soon as you were out of sight, yeah, my face just went... And it just... I was leaning against the wall. Like, oh, my God, I've really fucked myself here. You collided with a pillow. Like, it was the proper... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like Harry Potter. Trying to get to the other station. But he got through. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Imagine if you were just trying every pillar everywhere, just in case. This one gets me to There's Hogwarts. There's a portal. To Hogwarts. There's a portal. I'm running into everything. <laughs> Try again. Um, anyway, back to the film. Back, back to, to the film. film. <laughs> what else? I'm trying to think. What other notes have you got? Oh, I learnt what schlock meant. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's from the Yiddish. Uh, schlack. Um, which, like, uh, meaning, like, junk. 
Well, it says a stroke, and I was like, I don't really understand. But then, um, and that's from German, from uh, Shackle, which is All like right. dregs, slag, or refuse. So, because they're like shock films, aren't they? Schlock. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It's a schlock film. A schlock film. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's like a load of stuff gathered together to kind of Be a bad make movie. something. Yeah. So schlock, it's a great film. Schlock, um, I like. I, yeah, I, I I enjoy. The thing is, I think maybe it's a nostalgia thing, but I really love being on my own. I've got the lights off and I've got an old film on. I just really like doing that. And now I, I, I think that goes back to when I was a kid watching the original King Kong. I had a birthday party, so I would have only been six or seven. And then my, I remember sitting on my dad's lap, and we had on King Kong in the dark. It was black and white King Kong with all the lights off and just this TV it was great so maybe it goes back to that yeah Yeah. I think because when you're watching films I think it's important like the setting isn't it and the sort of context you're watching them in because I think now I'm so distracted by everything but when I'm in the cinema I'm like focused and I get annoyed with other people because I'm like if I can not be on my phone for an hour and a half you can like no one's it's always like mum mums on like Facebook messenger I'm like fuck off I haven't got anything to throw at them yeah just put it away. We're trying to watch what we were Put it away. Elemental. Like, just don't do it. Don't touch it. No. But, um, yeah. When we what went and saw Barbie, say? we oh, saw yeah. Barbie and there was a group of lads in there and there's a big, there's a big monologue. Um, I can't remember who does it. I think it's either, it's either, either I think it's Margot Robbie does this big monologue. And there was a group of lads that were getting really, like, they were kind of, they'd been muttering anyway, and then they were muttering a bit more now with this big monologue. And then, but a couple of the lads in the group were going, shh, hey. And so that gave me hope. I was like, all right, so not, that's what he needs. He needs these lads to go, hey, shh, we're watching this. You know what I mean? It was a nice moment. Shut up. Because I think. In the cinema. That's good. I haven't seen it yet still, actually. I don't think I'm going to. I've got loads of lists. Like, childcare's a problem forever, but. Um, oh yeah. When we went to, because we went to a theatre, and they had this was before, before um, summer holidays. But there was like three school groups in, and I was like, "How did I pick the worst day to we went to see the Wizard of Oz?" And it's a great show, but I was distracted. There was kids over there. I'm just like, "How are you already? Te- we're ten minutes late because of you lot." And it probably wasn't them. The staff probably kept them out and put them in last minute. But I'm like, we were just surrounded by these school groups. I'm like, just shut up. Why have you got a packed lunch? Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm here to watch this. <laughs> Why are you disturbing me? Because I'm so distracted as well. Like, it's so easy yeah. for me. Like, something in the corner of my eye, I'm like, oh, what's that? And I'm sort of focused on that for, you know, a minute. And then I'm like, oh, back to it. And so it's like, I get, yeah, frustrated. It does ruin the whole sort of experience if I'm sort of taken out of the, like, the story a bit too much. Because I'm like, oh, it's kind of pointless yeah. now. Like, I like, if I'm in it, I want to be immersed in it. I want to be like, I want to feed it. So, yeah, when I'm at the cinema, I'm like, everything's brilliant. Because I'm like, oh, God, like, I cry all the time at the cinema. I cried at Elemental. Um, all right. The theater. Oh, I'm just, just apparently really emotional. I cry all the time. <laughs> all the time. I'm just like, don't know why. <laughs> like, the boy laughs at me all the time because he's like, are you crying? I'm like, yeah, but it's sad. It's just yeah. I cry. But, I cry um, at the cinema all the time. I cried at Phantom of the Opera. Not the film, the stage play. I haven't seen it. I think it's on the list. We've got loads on the list, actually. Wicked is going to be on it, yeah. I think. Oh, no, I say that. We're going to see our neighbour, Totoro, in March. 
He loves it. Okay. I've taken them places. Nice. What else are there? Lovely. I've gone wildly that off uh, off track. Um, <laughs> I loved all their names, like Dudley Manlove. <laughs> I don't and know why reverend. I shouldn't laugh. At that. That's funny. But it's just that it's just a good name. Like I love names. I'm really fascinated by them. And then the Reverend mm. in the beginning is an actual Reverend, and it's Reverend Lynn Lemon. And I was like, That's excellent, a fabulous name. Um, what a great name. And the other bit I liked is how, so like the three, the three. Well, there's lots of. There's not really a main character, is there? Actually, um, not really. Bella Lugosi. He wanders. So I thought vampires had to be invited into houses, but no, he just strolled in because she left the door unlocked. But I don't know if that was an invitation. And I reckon if she was under the covers, she wouldn't have been like attacked by Bella Lugosi because <laughs> she was just on the bed. And I'm like, everyone knows that's how the monsters get you. You've got to keep your feet in. <laughs> Do you have any bit of yourself hanging from... Actually, if there's a mad axeman running around your house, if he comes in, go under your duvet, because axes don't go through the duvet. Yeah, they can't. They don't know you're there. You can't see them, they yeah. can't see you. Disappeared. Yeah. Um, Bulletproof. Yeah, excellent. Exactly. Uh, what else? Oh, the aliens will speak in the same language. Like, eventually they stopped <laughs> <Yeah>. even... <clears throat> They stopped even trying to make it out. They sort of just gave up, like, halfway through and was like, meh. Like, because at first they were like, oh, we've got this special thing. We were able to translate the messages. And then when they're all in person, there's no translating. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I've given up at that. Like, they just sort of had points and then sort of forgot them. Like, yeah, I don't need it yeah. now. And, and um, something, you, something you pointed out as well, and I noticed it again watching the film again, um, was that some of the outfits of the aliens were repurposed I noticed it I'm like that is it's got like the Knights Templar yeah. especially <laughs> the ruler yeah because it was like um, a tabard like it was all sort of sticky, yeah wasn't it or like satin and I was like he was like wearing I was like that's like I imagine they've just sort of found props around a studio which I kind of like I like the idea of like um, well we'd call them like ready-mades but just using things that already exist to make it I really like that and I think that's yeah. a, it's a fun way it's a really creative way it's like creative problem solving but if I think if you're like a cinema like fanatic and you loved it you'd be like this is not good enough but I'm like yes yeah. like let's so like Rauschenberg when like um, he's using like a goat and a tyre I'm like yeah fuck it whack it all together see what happens <laughs> what else um, the other bit was so there like three men wasn't it and they like kind of confront the aliens one was a marine, one was a police lieutenant, and one was a colonel. None of them were very, like, I don't know. Like, I wanted a bit, like, more manliness from them. They were all a bit like yeah. just having a casual conversation, and I was like, well, it's not really, like, they were very polite, <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, because if someone was like, if a if a um, sort of reanimated police inspector took my wife I wouldn't be mm. so kind I wouldn't no. be like uh, waiting for them to sort of you put her down I would have been like I would have got out of there <laughs> they were just and they all took it in turns it was all just very sort of almost like a kid's school play I think like they all sort of stood in the way yeah. they were so the camera could see them and like almost presenting it like line by line it was all just a bit 
a bit nice. It was cute though. Um, but I liked the my favourite bit was the the noise of the metal ladder because that's a gorgeous noise. Like that, it was just oh, I love noises. But um, when they leave, like how so one of them's um, fighting. What was her name Tanner? Like you know the the Tanner. Like, the yes, alien. Tanner. Yeah. He was sort of trying to wrestle her, but in the end, he just lets her get on with her typing or whatever she was doing at the desk. You know, when it all kicks off. So the other two are fighting, yeah. and there's like a fire. And then the other ones just sort of stand, like they're just sort of standing and waiting. And I was like, oh, you don't want to be. <laughs> so he's, he fights her for a bit, or like tries to sort of hold her off her typewriter, and then he just lets her and then stands next to her. And I think it's like the lieutenant, someone's like opening the door, but he knows very well, like these sort of dials and he's like oh, just do this one this way this one this way I'm like you're in an alien aircraft like come on where's the yeah oh this is like oh wow this is all incredible your technology he's like nah just I know this the arrogance of yeah they just wandered like, on how to get yeah just wandered <laughs> in and then wandered off again like knowing all the, the yeah. switches and the buttons but no I liked it <laughs> now I know more about it I'm like oh that's I like Edward I think I'm a fan yeah but excellent saying that excellent if I learn more about him and he's a dirty wrong one then I'll take it back but right now uh, from what did... I know I'm in sold I like Edward excellent this has made me very happy it's, I threw you a curveball and you, you caught it and you threw it back and I like that yeah I like that a lot so we're going to mark this one I think we should rate this in uh, flying saucers yes okay how many saucers would you give this what it is and what I know I'm going to yeah. go four no maybe it's a five because there's no because I can't yeah. judge it on anything else it's a bit like the cardboard graves I'm like yeah of course like why why would you have a neat graveyard fuck them put them all in the ground together like they were knocking them <laughs> over and stuff like is it yeah no I think it's a five when they were running through the same bit they were running through the same bit of yeah. graveyard like fake graveyard that was great it was like day and night but that's just because they turned the lights on and off. But I was like, but it's like the same, yeah. like a second later. It's like, there's no reference. No one went to bed. So days went past. No one went to bed. Apart from Paula, the pilot's wife. She went to bed once. That yeah. was it. I was just like, okay, yeah. Because it, you but can't compare old... it to anything else. It doesn't... No. You have to just accept it's it for def- what it is. Yes. And this is why it's art. I love it. I love it. What I love about those old films because they'd film in the daytime but to to make it look like it was night they'd put a thing over the lens so they'd put like a to make it look dark that's cute <laughs> see I like it it's, it's just great, a, isn't it? yeah creative problem solving the ingenuity yeah. I don't know my words but I just think yeah because I think especially like with it being creative the problem can also be like you like aiming for perfection and I think actually it's yeah. sort of when no, we're just going to tell the story it, it's just what it is and people will like it or not but it's just here and he was I imagine Love he was it. happy with it and um yeah I think yeah he said, I reckon I'd have I reckon I would have liked him yeah I'm going to give it five as well so this would be our high scoring film so far I love it Good old ten sources, ten sources, five each. Ten sources. Well done, everybody. We did it. We did it. 
Another yeah. one in the bag, Wellsy. I know. I'm excited. Well done. Well done, us. You got really, uh, you got really uh, your uh, uh, your medication for this, and it worked. <laughs> uh... Fuck those meds. That's what we say. Fuck the meds. I think if you've got something to focus on and something you enjoy doing, then it makes it a bit easier. Yeah, we're going to go swimming, I think. that's. I, I don't know if we if okay. I said this before I started pressing the buttons or afterwards, but I think swimming to get all the... to help me focus, because honestly... But we went swimming the other day, and I was like, oh, my body is sore. It's like, how are my hips sore? It's not comfortable. Yeah. I know. Using that's how it starts. It's just... No, you're using different muscles. Yeah. Like when you're swimming. That's not it's because I've got very supportive footwear. <laughs> I don't need it. I've got like... The... This is the problem. You say that, but I've got short, wide feet. So Crocs are perfect. Right. They're like little flippers. Spatulas. That's exactly what they're like. <laughs> Just like little duck feet. Because um, <laughs> you laugh, but they are. Because they're like technically a four and a half, I think. Like little... And then, because they're wide, I have to wear like a five and a half, six. Like five, five oh, and God. a half. And one's bigger than the other as well. Um, when I was <laughs> pregnant, they like ballooned up. I had to wear my dad's shoes shuffling about. And even they didn't fit. Oh my up. God. Yeah, water retention. That's a fun one. <laughs> Could it be barefoot? Well, this has one? been... This has been, but please don't panic. <laughs> what a weird ending. What have you got on, Wilson? You've got your ITV... Your comedy thing I've on ITVX. ITV. That's still up. Yeah, my special is still on ITVX. Thank you, please. And uh, I, you can have it so much better. We've got. Uh, we've also got Insane in the Membrane happening, and that's still going on on all the channels. We've got this. Well, I love doing this one. Um, and I'm gigging around and about the place. I shall be everywhere. Um, I think this is going straight out. If so, I'm going to be at Brighton Comedia uh, in Friday and Saturday. I think that's the 25th and the 26th. Uh, I'll be there. So come down if you're around. Uh, Wellsy, anything to finish on? Not really. I'm working on it. <laughs> give me a chance. I keep saying give We're going to be chance. doing interviews soon. We're going to be doing interviews on different podcasts. So that's something oh, to look God. forward to. Yeah, I can't imagine. I really like the idea of it's not my podcast. It's not my mess. So I don't have to worry. It's going to be great. Especially if I'm not on medication. Just sort of wind me up and let me go. See what happens. Exactly. That's why it's going to be fun. I'm it's going to be fun. Before. Don't tell them though. <laughs> Been running around just doing laps of the flat. Nice. Like Rachel, you need to sit and talk to us just for another people's podcast. So this is <laughs> So this has been. But please don't panic. This is Wellsy unraveling. Uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, please share if you enjoyed it. See you later. Like and subscribe. That's all, folks. 